Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three, two, one, yeah, we ready right now. It's about time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Command Time Podcast presented by Fans for Sports Network. It is the NFL Combine preview show with my guy Kayla and my guy Caleb. What's going on, family? What's going on? What's up? What's up with you, man? Hope y'all had a good day today. Man, that uh my my ex been blowing up before this uh interview stuff, man. It's a Getting crazy. They get into the meat and potatoes of things. It's the combine week. Yeah, this is um, this is one of the most essential weeks that everybody talks about, right? This is where the conversations are being had um, currently yeah, as we speak with not only prospects, um, ownerships, uh, general managers, scouts, and talk about incoming moves that could possibly change the fate of uh, the 2024 NFL season as we approach very closely. So let's go ahead and talk about it. NFL Combine. Did an episode yesterday with Reds on the Lab with Deuce, and I know Deuce's stance on, you know, the Combine and stuff, the, the Underwear Olympics. So how much should we value the Combine now? Because we see the changes that's happened lately. We see your top prospects um, occasionally they're not going to throw, they're not going to run, they're really just going to do the medicals, going through the former interviews with the teams. Um, that that's the that's kind of the new NFL combine era we're in. So, does that make a blow to you guys to see these guys not really competing, but they're just saving themselves for a pro day? Or what are your thoughts about it? I want to start with you, Kayla, because you know you you had the topic this week and. You know, Caleb Lynn's not throwing. Jada Daniels not throwing. Drake May um, just confirmed he's not going to Neighbors, be neighbors is not even going to be out there. Marvin said Harrison is not even going to be there at all in attendance. But for me with the combine, I think it's been falling off the past few years. Do I think it will be saved? Yes, but I do think something has to be done because you can't just 
rely only on a pro day. Pro days are good, but it's sometimes talent that you can't see at a pro day that you would be able to see at a combine. It's more exposure at a combine. I believe it is important and it is good for players to get out there and show what they can do in front of all of the teams at one time. Instead of at pro days, sometimes all the representatives may not be there for each team. Um, I, I do believe they should maybe add more drills to the combine, maybe make it a little more safer, but I do think the players should participate in every part of the pre-draft process. Yeah, for for me, uh, growing growing up, it, it was a little entertaining. I ain't gonna lie, it, it, it was entertaining to see the guys out there, especially the receivers, the DBs. But now, uh, especially with this class coming up, I'm more interested in these offensive linemen. I, I'm going to be looking at them and how they move laterally, vertically, um, their agility. You know, the uh, the forty time, but not just the whole forty time. Uh, the 10 yard split. I think that's the most, that's the most important thing for an offensive lineman, that 10 yard split, how fast you get to the second level, you know, how quick you are, your feet, your footwork, hand placement, all that type of stuff. So um, this year, I'm going to put a lot more value into that. Not saying I'm not going to look into other positions, but um, you know, offensive line, I, I'm going to value that a lot this year in this combine. That's really going to be um, heavy for me to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, and like like you guys said, you know, some of this stuff, um, as we get older, you know, we, we used to watch like the Chris Johnson, Deshaun Jackson, those days where they had those extreme 40 times. You see the, the, the list by some of these offensive linemen, Stephen Pia at one point had the most bench reps in the combine history at a certain point until probably got broke a couple years ago. I can't remember. But I think the combine to me is, is at a point where when it's really just, really just interviews. I think yeah, the interviews are different than the, the, the physical stuff. Now, of course, you're going to see if some players are stiff in certain areas, mainly offensive linemen, some corners, they stiff in some drills and stuff, um, just to see what they can improve upon when they head to the pro dates and work with their individual coaches on stuff that they can improve. Now, I think the event, it's just become a big event now, but we're we're seeing these, these guys not not really get into it. And my problem is this. If the top prospects, you know, they're not really going to do like the on physical stuff because they already know because their resume is the film. Their resume is the years they've been in college. I think guys that don't get an opportunity to go to combine, that needs to go to guys like that because they're not getting an opportunity to showcase their skill set. Now they're not as highly touted, but I, that's that's where I'm at with it. Especially watching the HBCU combine and stuff, and watching the Legacy Bowl. I literally just saw um, Darvis, guy from North Carolina Central, got hurt in an all uh, All Star game. He was running up instead of handing the ball off. So what what are y'all thoughts on that? Like, I, I'm that's the only part that's really bothering me. Yeah, so they do. There's certain I do think there is definitely enforced. I don't think it should just be a meet and greet moving forward, but it's it's leaning towards that way. Each year it's going to be more and more prospects not showing going actually working out at the combine. But hopefully the NFL, the NFLPA can step in. But with that, I think they should combine all of 
them together. Like, I don't get why they separate them. Like, let them all be under one roof, one field. Let's see some of the younger talent, the talent that's not really seen that much on TV, that's from the smaller schools, match up and see how they measure up against some of those bigger schools' talent. You never know what studs may be out there. Just because you may not see it don't mean other teams may not see it. Like, to separate them, it does. to me, it doesn't, like, show the measuring stick, and they don't pick as many players from those other bowls either. That's true. Yeah, I I think Kayla spoke spoke really well on that. Um, let's get a good opportunity for some of these guys to go out there and you know showcase what they can do. I, Kayla, Kayla really about to say the same stuff I was going to say. I ain't gonna lie. Kayla reading my mind or something? What's going on, Kayla? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh. oh man, so mm, we talked about that. So we know the top prospects are not going. So that that's uh, that's it. done that. So let's let's talk about some of these coaches um not going to the combine. What do y'all think about that? So heard about a couple of coaches still trying to get some things together. I heard Dallas is still back at um Texas trying to get some things figured out. Um should all coaches be there? Yeah, to me, I believe all coaches should be there because they got to see the talent. Sometimes film doesn't catch everything. You guys, you got to be out there. You got to talk to the guys. But I do understand for one of the organizations um, um, and also um, prayers up to his family as well with the Steelers. I know what he's going through. But other than that, if it's not like a personal death, I believe they should be there. Like you shouldn't leave it up only to your GM. A coach may see something in a player that the GM might not see. Communication is always key around this time. You gotta see catch the vibes with the players. Sometimes it might be a good player, but the vibe may be off. So I do believe the coaches should be out there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think you know face to face contact is very important. Body language, how that prospect is, how do they react to things, how they answer questions. Um, I agree. Coaches, I think, should be um, more open to coming into these, you know, going to these combine events. Because um, Kayla's correct. The film is there, but sometimes it's different in person. You don't get the – you want to get the sense of how that prospect is. Um, and like I said before, how they react to certain things and to certain questions and see what their body language is. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, okay. Let's go all straight commanders right now. So commanders are at combine as we speak. Adam Peters spoke today and Dan Quinn spoke today. Um, I think we pretty much know Dan Quinn by now, by based on the years. He, I mean, it's a different coach now in Washington, but Adam Peters is the new face that everybody is going to be looking at, especially with the number two pick. And, he had some interesting comments today that, you know, he eventually had to walk back um, saying that, you know, long story short, I had to find a new quarterback. He, yeah. he basically hit the nail on the noggin. That's kind of been a problem for a couple of years. Um, still like Sam. He he walked back to comment, talk about how good of a character Sam is. I'm pretty sure during their draft process when they um, had Brock Purdy for visits and they drafted him. Sam was also in that conversation as well, so he probably know him but didn't know him to that personal level where he's at now. But with that being said, um, did they just let the world know that um, we're getting yeah, the quarterback? <laughs> I mean, you're sitting at two, so 
it, I, DT, it's a 90% chance that they're picking a quarterback to me. 90, 90 to 95% chance that they're getting a quarterback. Where I like, we knew this coming in with the coaching staff. Um, we wanted some point EB to stay here. And it's like, well, these ain't their guys. Some of these coaching staff people, these aren't their guys. Um, corner what Cliff wants. It's corner what these quarterback coaches want. Um, listen to a radio show a couple of days ago. It was last week. Um, ben Standing was on the show who reports for the team. And uh, there, there's certain things that Sam Howell has some good traits, but there's certain things that he doesn't see at the next level. And whether it's due to his processing, how fast he processes stuff, or his height too. Um, you know, people say, oh, height don't really matter and whatnot. I mean, it do- it doesn't, but in certain cases, it does help a quarterback uh, as well. Um, but we've all seen the games, the 17-game sample size, which I'm glad he played, mm-hmm. started every game. I'm really glad he started every game. 17 games is is good enough to see if how well he can overcome situations, the consistency, um, going above expectations, all, all that type of stuff. Uh, and we've seen he's at his best when it's the quick game. We've seen that. But then when he has to deliver within the pocket, he, he struggles, struggles. Yeah. consistently with that uh, aspect of the game. And you need a quarterback that can do that uh, as well. Um, especially what Dan Quinn said in his interview. He said, you know, quarterback that's mobile can change the game for you. That can not only deliver within the pocket, but can be mobile too as well. And the top three quarterbacks can all do that. Not saying, I'm not saying Sam can't do it either, but I don't think he's doing it at the consistency as what you would want him to do. Um, hence why we hired all these coaches. Brian Johnson, we kept Tavita Pritchard. We kept uh, we we got Cliff Kingsbury, who's known to grooming young quarterbacks. We got David Blau, him too. Um, and Adam Peters said he took a long walk with Sam, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But at the end of the day, we all know that Sam still was still a fifth round pick. Like, yeah, yeah, that, but it's true. So like they're walking around the camp, and for what I got from that, when Adam Peters said, you know, I talked with Sam, it's like, hey man, we're gonna do. We're evaluating everything. You're still on this roster. But Sam knows deep down, like, yeah, man, yeah. They yeah. they're they gonna get a quarterback. So, you know, it's like I said, man, it's ninety to ninety-five percent chance that they're picking a quarterback, bro. Like I I don't have any really doubts. I know a lot of these fans, we tend to get stressed out a little bit with these certain situations. Um we tend to overthink things, but I I honestly don't see them trading down. They they have to not like any of these prospects for them to do that. And I highly doubt they would dislike Caleb, and I highly doubt they would d- dislike Jane and Daniels either. So that's that's my thing on it. My take. And on I, it. I mean, I have a question in regards to the quarterbacks with them not throwing. Like that, what do you think that that has anything to do with the evaluation process? Like, because they're so so close knit with one another, especially Jaden and May. Do you think that may have thrown the process off a little bit, or do you think one has shown way more in tape that they didn't need to throw? No, 
I think mm, they're, they're not throwing at these Columbines, Kayla, because like they, they want things scripted for them. Um, they want to be in a comfortable environment. They, you know, take that as you may. Some people see it as a good thing. Some people see it as a bad thing. But, I mean, I do want to see Jaden throw. Out of all these quarterbacks, I want to see Jaden throw and his accuracy. Um, the, the outs, middle of the field, the deep passes. I, I'm very curious to see what he's going to do there. Yeah, so this is my thing, right? So I think I think guys like scouting and uh, front office people, I think they already anticipated that more than likely that your top three guys are not going to be following. Now, when we're talking about um, trying to separate the gap between the players, I don't think the gap really separates at the combine. I think it separates more down the line within the interview process and the X's and O's behind the chalkboard. And then eventually um, down the line when we head to the pro days and we had these private workouts within the team facilities. So and talking about it right now um, between Jaden Daniels and Drake May, Jaden Daniels had the best year of the quarterback probably out of everybody in this draft. But you're talking about the the upside of what uh, a Drake May, his prototypical size, his age, uh, his ability to throw from the middle of the field to the hashes and stuff. That's what people, you know, occasionally want. So, and the difference between, you know, the production is that while Jaden Downs was doing that at SEC, he had two years of, of productive years after, you know, he came from Arizona State. First year at Arizona State, pretty good, was Pac-12 rookie of the year, but then kind of funny after the COVID years and stuff like that. Drake May, Drake May's, like, career at North Carolina is literally mirroring Sam Howell, if you really look at it contextually. Um, produced one year, 38 touchdowns, four, he actually threw for 4,000 yards. Then the next season, almost literally had the same amount of touchdown passes, interceptions, and probably like the same downgrade of rushing. But like, it's just weird to me how Sam Howell's last year and Drake May's last year are just similar. And to me, it's kind of telling me that it's, I don't think it's a really a player problem. I think it's more of a what's going on in North Carolina. Basically. I agree. I, I, I agree. Um, People talk about Jaden's one crazy year, which you know I, I get it. He he had a ridiculous year. I, I've I've been looking at the the film between the both of them. Uh, one thing about Jaden is when it's not there, he makes something happen. Um, he's yeah. a playmaker. The dude's a playmaker, bro. Like, um, and Dan Quinn spoke about that today. You know when yeah. his breakdown. You need a guy that can make something out of nothing. Nothing. Dana can do that. I'm not saying Drake May can't do that. Caleb Williams can do that too. Um, one thing about Drake is he can make every throw. So when, when people say, oh, Sam Howell and Drake, Mr. Best, they're, no. People have to stop that narrative. And it's getting really ridiculous. It's a little annoying. They, they do not play the same at all. They, yep, they just see that the, the, Unfortunately, all people see is pretty much the skin color, the same school, pretty much almost it's, the same it, height. It's, and it's not even the skin player. color. It's not even a skin color, Kaylee. It's they've all worked under 
Sam Andrek may all worked on the Phil Longo air raid system. Um, the no, it's 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 really the helmet. People people are scouting the helmet. Um, I, I think, think it's I, I, I think Drake May is the safest quarterback out of the bunch, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's the safest. Um, he, if if he's not going to play at a high level, he will at least be a quality starter for you, if anything. But probably like a Jared Goff type of guy, I think. Jer, Jer, a Jared Goff type of guy. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see it. Yeah, but but Drake May can be that guy where it's like, damn, yeah. I mean, J- Jaden can be that guy too. Jaden can be really good or really bad to me, but I, I I think all these quarterbacks have to be in the right system, the right environment for them to thrive. And I I still believe um, the quarterbacks that work well under Cliff and what he wants to do. Caleb is first. I strongly believe Jaden is second, and then Drake is third, only because of the rushing ability that you compare Jaden and Drake to. Because Drake May can definitely run with the football, but he's not the type of guy you're doing design quarterback runs for. Jaden is that type of guy. Whether you're scared about his his size, uh, he needs to put on more weight, um, he does have to protect himself. And also, DT, Kayla, fans got to get out of that PTSD of RG3. They have They're definitely not the same. We have a- no, it's, it's not even it's not even them about being the same. It's It's them protecting themselves at the next level. Level, yeah. But I do he, think we got a, a good nutrition. I think we bought in somebody to help with that on the staff, a yeah. nutritionist. I think we got a new one, so hopefully that'll help a little bit. It uh, takes me so lazy, though, because, like, in my opinion, whether people like it or not, I think Jada Daniels is a way better passer at this point than his a runner. He is. I mean that might be a hot take, but I don't I don't see RG three with with Jada. I think he's uh, high above, way better passer. Um, he's six four, so he he can see a little bit over the line. RG three was six two, but um, I think the main difference is like while Jaden has taken extreme hits, he never really had those extreme injuries like RG three had. RG three towards ACL his redshirt sophomore year, and then he gets the NFL towards ACL. Then he had concussions and stingers of that sort. So I think, you know, the thing with Jaden will be coaching him to slide and when in doubt, you know, you got the speed, just go to the sideline. Yeah. Or throw it away. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to multiple people about this before on in these spaces. It's like Jaden is a highly athletic guy. However, college is different than the NFL. So he was the best athlete every Every game in college, will he be the best athlete every Sunday? That's the question that you have to consider. Is he going to be the best athlete on the field? Look, Lamar is damn near the best athlete every Sunday. Same thing with Justin Fields. He is the best athlete on the field. Is Jaden on that level? Is is Jaden Daniels on that level? But I think he can be on that level level right now. I don't think he is, but I think with the right coach, and I think he can get to that level. And what and what my guy Steve just said, I, and I keep reiterating this too, that this is just what I value in a quarterback. I, I like Drake May, I like Caleb, but when you have a quarterback that can help you in the running game, it is one of the most dangerous things a defense can face. It puts a lot of stress on the defense. 
So when you're one, you go back and look at what Cliff did with Kyler. Kyler had that he was a, a top five runner in the NFL at the quarterback position. You, you can do not QB powers or QB draws, but you're doing QB rollouts with him. And if it's not there, he has the ability to to be shifty, to be twitchy in the open field. Jaden, Jaden can do that. Jaden can do that. So. I'm not, and like I said, I'm gonna keep reiterating this. Not saying um, Drake okay. may, not saying Drake may can't do that, but I strongly believe he's not doing it at the level of what Caleb or Jaden can do. But I like Drake May. I like him. I'm, I'm lean. I'm slowly. You don't want to go with that safe pick. I'm, so I'm, I'm slowly creeping to the side of Jaden. Slowly. 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 So, so this is this is a conversation that surprisingly I have had with my students, um, especially ever since the, the Baltimore and Kansas City playoff game. And I literally stated to them, you're going to find out a difference between the guy that can use his God-given abilities to move out the pocket and get some yardage when necessary and a guy who – who's very talented, um, high above average passer, but he's just an athletic freak. So thinking of this and looking at this draft, if you look at this draft, all three quarterbacks, they have similar things that we see in the top three unicorns in the NFL with Caleb Williams. Everybody's comparing him, obviously, to Patrick Mahomes, uh, Drake May. Some see some of the things of Josh Allen, especially like the reckless plays and stuff. Cause you look at some of his plays that he did in college, you're like, bro, why are you doing that? Like, it's still a good play because it's a touchdown, but why are you doing that? It's literally what Josh Allen did. And then Jaden Daniels, obviously Lamar Jackson, not the same athlete in terms of like getting the wiggle room because Lamar is like a wide receiver in open space, but still the ability to go zero to 60. Like those were the those are the top three unicorns. That's so, that, that, that's not even my comp for him though, DT. I, I'll tell you my comp for Jaden Daniels later. But but go ahead, continue. Sorry to cut you off, brother. What's your hold on? What's your comp? This may sound crazy. Randall Cunningham. That's not the first time I heard that. Rand, that's Rand, Rand, Randall. The- it's yeah, Rand, Randall Cunningham. He he has. He has the ability, like Randall. Is he the same size? No, but he has that physical ability, the the just the, the legs for the athleticism, the arm talent. Not the same. Yeah, but I agree. I I still continue to say it's good enough in the NFL. There, there's some quarterbacks in this league who are really good, and they don't have top ten arm talent. They just don't. Joe, Joe Burrow doesn't have the best arm in the NFL. It, it, it's really a little bit below average, if we're being honest. But he, but he his, anticipation and his, his, his superpower is his anticipation, the um, the cerebralness of the game, pre-snap, post-snap yeah. read. So that's that's really my comp for for Jaden. Uh, I don't really care about NFL comps too much, but for Caleb, it's it's weird. I'm not even gonna say Pat Mahomes for. Caleb Williams' comp to me is Kyler, is Kyler Murray, actually. But Drake May's comp, you could say golf. Some people say uh, Herbert. Herbert's arm talent and Drake May's arm talent, it's, it's completely different. Herbert has an S-tier type of arm talent. It's like top five in the league. <laughs> Justin Herbert's arm is pretty, it's pretty damn crazy. 
people say Trevor Lawrence. That's that's a good comment for me too for for Drake May, T Law type of guy. For me, I don't really like doing comps for any player because this is just how I feel. Like everybody is different. Like everybody is made. Like nobody got two of them. So like, I want everybody to be the star of them for themselves. I I do not like player comps at all. Yeah, I I, I don't either. We we've seen. We've seen comps, comps from multiple players, and it just don't pan out to what it is. I keep telling people Pat Mahomes' comp coming into the league was Jay Cutler, and that was because of the arm talent and the recklessness and, you know, the gunslinging mentality. So, yeah. So let's let's cool off on the quarterbacks because I feel like that's yeah. that's the whole point. <laughs> Let's let's talk about some of the obvious needs other than quarterback on this team. So um looking at this draft, what are you guys top three needs for this team? And what are some players you're looking at that could possibly intrigue you during the draft process could fill those needs? Okay, so for me, it's of course offensive tackle. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta handle that. We have to handle that. He, I, for me, I want one offensive. If, if it was up to me, I would get one offensive tackle in the second and one in the third. That's me. But depending on how they do that, but I, offensive tackles, this a lot. This is a deep class. Um, it's this one kid that I've been watching. I really can't pronounce his last name. I think it's from <laughs> starts with an S. Sackle. But the guy from Penn State, right? Yes. Yeah, Kingsley something. Yeah, something. Yes, I love. You just definitely have the Howard tackle late in the draft. There's another um, tackle that played well in the Senior Bowl. But to me, it's just pretty much the offensive line. I like. I just want to see their footwork. I want to see where their hand placement is throughout the week. Um, I just want to see them be a little bit mobile. Like he said, the ten yards um, sprint as well. Like I just want to look at the offensive line. We, that's something we we've been needing for a while. The second thing, another linebacker. Um, some people, the top two is Cooper and of course Jeremiah Trotter. If we can't land one of them, there's a few uh, a few studs, maybe like Cedric mm-hmm. Gray. You can get it's a few different linebackers out there you can pick up in the later rounds as well. And then my third um, group that I'm gonna be looking at um, this weekend. I want to go ahead and look at the tight ends because we need another tight end. Like Logan, he he's gonna have to get cut. Um, give us more cap room, older. Um, we gotta at least add two tight ends this offseason. Hopefully, one in the draft and one in free agency. If it was up to me, um, but tight end, if we can't like if we can't get um Sanders, there's a few other tight ends we can we can get. Colorado State got a nice tight end that we can um pursue. BB is a good tight end as well. It's a few different tight ends you can uh, have in the strap, but those are the three that I'll be looking at this weekend. Yeah, for me, O'Lyman, um Patrick Paul is I, I need to I, I need to get off the quarterback film. I, I really need to look at these offensive linemen. Troy Fatanu, uh Patrick Paul, the, the guy from Penn State too as well. Man. Um him too. I don't think he'll be there though. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um Tyler Guyton, because he probably will end up end up probably being a guy. I've I've also been saying that this could be it's is it may be a hot take, 
maybe a sleeper thing for us to do. We could trade back up in the first round of one of those offensive linemen that they like in there. They they actually have the the draft capital to do it. You use a second one of your seconds and thirds to trade back up to the first. You get that um fifth round uh fifth year option. Um I'm gonna go with Edge. I'm gonna go with Edge. I, I've been looking at Darius Robinson from Missouri. One of my friends put me on to him, and I've been seeing some stuff on YouTube. That guy's a freak. Like he he. <laughs> Yeah, his, his stock is definitely rising. He's like his stock six, is definitely rising. He's like 6'4", some something ridiculous. I I I don't know, but you got him, you got Todd Tom. Robinson. Um depending on who fits your scheme better, but there's Robinson. I will I I would like him. Um also tight end too. I'm 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 looking at tight end. Um you can get Kate Stover from Ohio State D to you 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 know about your guy. You don't got to say too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you also got Ben Sanat, who I'm looking at, Sinat, too. That's what I was thinking about, Sanat. You're yeah. looking at Ben Sanat. Fullback slash tight end type of guy. Um, he, he gives me Kyle Chusek. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Only the 40. Chusek, Juice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the type of guy he is to me. But in a tight end's body type of guy. Like a Swiss Army knife. You could put him at fullback, put him at tight end. You can... Wheel him out in the flat. You can have him do a wheel route off the tight end position, post route, corner route. He can do that. And he can block a little bit too. So um, tight ends can really help Cliff's offense as well. And it can also help the quarterback. Uh, um, if I could, and that's my third one. I was going to say, I was actually going to say receiver, but it's not that important. But we do need to add to that room. We need a big body receiver. We, we need, need to add to that. I told you that last year we needed a big body receiver. Oh, nobody wanted to listen to Kayla, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, so for me, um, obviously, um, offensive line has to be um, addressed. i trying to figure out, you know, I talked last night with Deuce and them, um, the possibilities of what could happen, because you really can't, as much as everybody talks about getting rid of Andrew Wiley, um, me personally, I think if you just shift them inside, perhaps, um, and probably cut down some of his money, he'll be way better. Because if you look at the film and how this offense could possibly be, he fits what they want to do offensively, especially in the run game with athleticism. So offensive line, definitely look at the tackles. Um, Tyler Guyton, that's a, a guy that I've been watching uh, closely, played under um, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, played in different okay. system as well. Um, Javon Foster, the tackle out of um, Missouri, watched a couple of his games against some of the competition as well. Troy Fatanu from Washington, those guys to look at. Um, defense edge, uh, look at the edge rushers in this draft. Um, we definitely – I feel like we're going to draft edge early. And so people they, probably, they mentioned that a few times. Not like mention it, mention it, but they talked about like the deep – like pass rush in a few of their press conferences so far. Yeah, because, you know, um, Quinn's coming from – that was leading the league top half of sacks with Michael Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, and Dante Fowler and Demarcus Lawrence. So Lawrence. edge is definitely going to be important. So guys like uh, the Murphy twins from UCLA, uh, Chop Robinson and Adiza Isaac from Penn State, um, and Darius Robinson, uh, definitely that guy. Um, he had a great senior bowl week. This? I think I'm saying his name right now. 
Who? Is it interior defensive line then? No, no. I mean, the only problem. We don't need. We don't need a defensive tackle. No, I'm not really worried about the defense. Like defensive tackle, the interior defensive line to me is straight. Yes, we got Ridgeway, we got Payne. Yeah, like I'm not worried about the interior. It's the it's the outside. Like you don't you don't have all the death pieces. They're gone this year too, right? Well, yeah, free agency and stuff. Yeah, but you don't have a depth side. Yeah, we 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 don't. Um, Yeah, no, we don't. We don't need that. But we do need this. uh, There's multiple things that we need. So um, they're not going to spend big in free agency, in my opinion. They're going to they're going to spend something. They're going to spend something. Yeah, hopefully they resign Curl. We. Hopefully we resign him. Y'all already know how I feel about that. Well, they are in conversations with him, so the the last position I'm definitely looking at is tight end. Uh look, enough of the Logan Thomas experiment. <laughs> Yo, y'all no, I don't need to, I don't want to hear it. Y'all crucified hey, me last mean? year. All of last year, <laughs> I wanted Michael Mayer. Me. I wanted Michael Mayer last year. No, I know, I know you did. I know you did, but you know who I'm talking about. Kayla knows who I'm talking about too. They crucified me, and and I get it. Cole Turner, Mario Rogers, blah 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 blah. I don't. So what? We can so end what? that Cole Turner stuff too, bro. Like so, so what? I don't. I don't. Yeah, Titan oh. is definitely a young quarterback's best friend. Like, so I'm looking at Titan. Ben Sinat. Uh, That's my guy right there. That's who I want. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another guy too. Jatavion um, Sanders. So, Jatavion Sanders. My guy that I like, and I'm kind of shocked that he's he's six one though. But I like mm-hmm. Jaheim Bell, bro. Like he he is a, a chess piece that you can move. He reminds me of Charles Clay when he was coming out of Tulsa. And um, you know, he had that good couple years with Miami. You can move around, play him in the slot outside. You can run reverses. Like he's a a a bigger Debo at the tight end position. I gotta look into him. Yeah, I gotta those, look into him. Jaheim Bell, right? Yeah, Jaheim Bell used to play at South Carolina, transferred last year to Florida State. Hmm. You say six one? How how much does he weigh? Yeah. About two thirty nine. He's gonna have to put some weight on. Yeah. I okay. He. Hmm. He he may be one of those. Ah, oh he may be one. Of, he may be one of those tweeners. He he a tweener like a guy that you can play receiver, but is he really a tight end? Like is are you, is he a good inline blocker? Because you, I think I think to me free agency they're gonna they're gonna find a starting caliber tight end that can be a wide blocker and a capable pass catcher. But I still think they want to add something with some athleticism to go with that. I mean, you still have John Bates on the roster. John Bates is good, solid blocker tight end as well. But I think if you have a guy that can be a chess piece and be a mismatch problem for defenses, um, I think he's that guy. Um, This is nasty. Dre said, Kayla told me he was better than Pollard. Logan Thomas? <laughs> I, I mean, never said that. Oh I God, mean, 
Yeah, I gotta pull the numbers. How many? No, no, no! Stop! Stop! (laughs) Stop! Stop! No! Hey, yo! Kayla, ain't no way you said that. No, you you probably you y'all you probably did. I gotta stop with this Logan Thomas love, bro. Like he, yeah. he, he cool. Don't get me wrong. He cool, but he's mid. He's just yeah. average at best. One thing, DT, that we gotta stop doing. We gotta stop falling in love with these mid players. We have to stop it. When there's a chance to upgrade the position, you do it. And that's any that- position: quarterback, yeah. running back, tight end, tackle. It doesn't matter. You upgrade when you can. This yeah. is the class to do it. Damn. It's- Hey, it's okay to get a mountain dude knowing some people somebody brings a mountain holler, bro. Okay, so with the combine this week, I do got a question. What's one a, a player that y'all know whose stock may rise and whose may plummet that is participating? Stock Ooh. The stock may plummet. Mm. Rise That's- to me, I'm gonna say Penix. Uh I gotta stop with this Penix stuff, bro. I like Penix though. He is a walking. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, Penix, Penix, Penix could rise, but I don't think he's going to rise as far. Yeah, he's not going to be a top ten pick. He may not even be a top fifteen pick. He may be one of those guys that take a swing on, maybe in the second round. Um, I was gonna say JJ. Uh, pe- people talking about JJ and McCarthy. It depends on how he throws at the combine. If he ha- if he has a good combine, tests out well. If it's forty times like a four four six four four probably. If it's if it's con- if, if he runs a four four, hey man, his and he throws well at the combine. His his stock may rise. Um. I think Jatavian Sanders' stock is going to rise, too. Um, people forget about Brock Bowers. I, I still think Brock Bowers is going to be a first-round pick, but I think Jatavian Sanders, not saying he's going to be a first-rounder pick. He's a second-rounder to me, but um, I can see I can see his stock rising a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Man, this is, this is tough because I feel like I feel like all these guys in the draft, they're like they're good. So, if I'm going to be honest with you, I would probably say the one person that can boost their stock. Hmm. Dang, this is tough. I'm gonna go on a limb. There's always one player in the, in the combine that people be like, "Wow!" It's always that one player. I, I think. I think Troy Fatano might definitely raise his stock up, but if there's a player that might hurt their stock, I would probably say Latu might hurt his stock. Because I still Why think is that? Why is that? I think I think still people are concerned about the neck injury and all the injuries he had mentally retired. Like I still consider him a first round talent, but knowing with history with the past couple of defensive linemen that were projected first round. Remember, Montez Sweat was projected a top 10 pick. He fell all the way 
to the bottom half of the first round. We were yeah. able to sweep them up. Jonathan Allen came out the same year with Miles Garrett, and they were considered literally almost hit the hit, even though Miles Garrett played the premium position. He fell all the way to 17. We got him. Just like Levis last year. Got but Latu is the bro. His his pass rushing skills is crazy though, bro. Like it is. He he, he has pro, like he's doing pro moves at the college level. Like that. That's how good this guy is. Um, I think he's the safest edge rusher, low key. Does he have the highest upside? No, but I think he. I would say Turner has the highest upside. Who? I would say Dallas Turner had the higher upside. Yeah, Turner definitely has a higher upside. Yeah, yeah, he gonna he gonna be uh he gonna be a top fifteen pick, top twenty pick for sure, depending on what team. Uh, I think he may be the first defensive player taken. I don't yeah. think that's that's the round. Yeah, because all all of the players in the draft, you know. Top three, three probably be quarterbacks. Then Marvin Harrison. Then you got Malik Neighbors in there somewhere. Then you got Joe Alt, Brock Bowers. Where he'll possibly go? That's that's not out the realm. That's definitely not out the realm. Because corners, corners, what they probably going in the middle round. Back half. Middle? I say back half of the first. <sighs> no, nah, I mean. Certain teams, uh, you got the line, like the bottom 10 picks, the Lions, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills. Um, this is off, this is off the top of my head. Uh, the Rams are there, I the, think the Eagles the are there. Yeah, the Packers are there. Some of those teams, Packers could use a corner, Chiefs need a receiver, Bills need a receiver. Um, but if the, if the Chiefs end up removing walking away from Sneed, I can see them getting corner. And the receiver second. They're not if, letting him go. If. Yes, if. They're not. True, Kayla, I get it, but they're not letting him go. Man, they're going to attack him. and, and, and they're boys going to get a wide receiver going to be nasty, bro. Nah, they're, they're going to get a receiver. They're going to get a receiver. They're going to get a receiver. They're going to get Keon Coleman, um, somebody. Yeah, I like Brian Thomas. I know we're not going to get him, but I'm going to say that all offseason. I just like Brian Thomas. I, I like him too. I like his size. I like him. Well, this this draft class is deep by receivers. You got a Donai Mitchell too, who's 6'4. I like I like him. I, I you got Xavier Worthy. Mm-hmm. He's not that. I'm just saying, just depth pieces. It's not. Xavier the Get is there too. So. Yeah, get. It's definitely. Okay, so let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about a team that's in front of us, Chicago Bears. Um, they have a big decision coming up in the next couple of weeks with what they're going to do with Justin Fields. Um, is to me, in my understanding, as much as people say they love Fields and all that stuff, when you got people like Telly going across the Twitter words, talk about how generational Caleb Williams is and saying all this stuff, why in the world? I'm going to pass up on the generational talent and keep Justin Fields. So, do y'all think the field trade occur during the combine week? So, does that change how we're going to move around for our free agency thing and how we're going to look at the draft? Because once 
once that moves happen, that's going to be the big domino effect. We know Kayla Williams going number one. Well, what if they like May over Williams? I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm about to take my headphones out. If if the Bears pick Drake May over Caleb Williams, that would be hilarious. And we better run to the podium and pick Caleb Williams. I'm saying run. Faster than Forrest Gump run. Faster than Usain Bolt run. You run to the damn podium and you put in that car. Now what opposed po- likes um, May's personality more than Caleb's? Okay, and pick Caleb him. Caleb doesn't interview well. What if I eat chicken noodles instead of yeah, what my mother just cooked? What if I won a million dollars? I'm running to the podium and I'm picking Caleb Williams. Like, it's not even a question. But it, you are correct. It also depends on how these players do in these combine interviews. Yeah, what if Caleb is going there the interviews terrible on purpose? That'd be hilarious. Yeah. It's not gonna happen like that. Yeah, I, 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 I really do think we'll get some some, some limelight. We'll we'll get some some clarity on this Justin Fields thing, I think by close to Friday. I, I, I really do. I think we're really gonna find out. If 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 the trade does occur, who gets Justin Fields? Three teams. This may sound crazy. The third one may sound crazy. Three teams. Falcons, Steelers, hear me out. Hear me out. The Patriots. I can see it. I can see it because they if they trade that third pick, I can see it. I can definitely see it. But for me, I'm gonna go with Steelers, Falcons, and I can see the Raiders. Hmm. Oh, if they Luke. can't get a package to move up, I can see them trying to get him. Yeah, but I think you also mentioned DC. How does this affect us? It don't really affect us. It, it don't affect me. <laughs> it don't affect me. If we don't get Caleb, I, I, I'm not tripping. It'd be different if it was like just that one quarterback, and then the others are like, Bleh. but all these other quarterbacks aren't, they're not consolation prizes to me. It, it all depends on the environment, the situation, what you value um, in a player. And mm-hmm. the same comparison I can use is what Adam Peters said of what he wants in a head coach, wants a leader, a guy that can galvanize the troops, can not only coach, but lead a group of men at a high level. And we've seen, we heard what Dan Quinn wants in a quarterback, and all three of those fit. Denver, but, Denver Broncos, that's interesting. Hmm. But you, 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 you can't say, and we have talked in spaces. You can say there is a gap between Caleb Williams and these two quarterbacks that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I still believe that. Yes, that there is so, a gap for Washington. And by the way, people, for those that don't know. The basketball people, they are in Indianapolis. If they feel like that is their guy, are you going to have a problem if they offer probably a a, a deal that can secure them the number one pick and get them Kayla Williams? Would you be mad or are you content with them getting their guy? Because I've heard this whole offseason so far that, okay, you guys are content with getting the second or the third best quarterback. 
why not get the guy in the draft? Why not get the guy that you feel like can be that multiplier? So you're 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 asking us would I be upset if we get Caleb? Is is, is that what you're asking yeah, me? You'd be upset if we get Caleb, but you give up your picks. I don't care. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Me, look, 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 look. In all, in all seriousness, do I want to give up three first round picks? No, I'm, I'm not doing that. Two, I'll do two. I'll do two. I ain't gonna lie. I would, I, I would do two first. That may sound crazy, but I would do two first. It. it like, like you said, if you believe this guy is going to not only cuff, not only galvanize the team, galvanize the city, city, fan base, all that. I don't, I don't, I don't care what he said. Look, I, two first, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. That's that's the max. That's the max. And, yeah. and it's not it, it's not the amount of spots you're going up to to get somebody. It's the player you're going up for. If you think Caleb is this guy, if you think he can transition your team and change the, or alter your franchise at a, at a high level, you're going to get that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you sell your soul. I'm not saying you sell your soul, but you're going to have to give up something to get something. You just, you just have to. I'm not saying three firsts and like a second and a third. No. At max, I'll do two, two firsts will stop the conversation. We'll swap next year and the following year after that. That's the max. That's the max. The minimum, I'll get, I will swap. I'll give you a first next year. You know what? You can have your second back. You can have your second back. And Do you I, and want a player to be involved in the trade? Who? I mean, it, it depends on what player. At, let's say Jonathan Allen. Okay, he he's not stopping me from getting a quarterback. Okay, <laughs> you think you think I'm gonna let John so, Allen so stop me from getting a quarterback? Allen. Hey, didn't you just talk about getting defensive tackles? No, no, no. But look, look, we're talking about <laughs> Kate. We're talking about Caleb Williams here. This one, see, the, see, th- things change when you incorporate Caleb in it. And and, and this, on a serious note, though, for for both of y'all, is there any player on this team that's stopping you from getting Caleb Williams? No, none for me. Nope. No, nope. Nope. Oh, you, you want John Allen? Have him. You can have him. <laughs> Take him. <laughs> Bye. Take him. I love John Allen. Love him. Love him. I will go to bat for that guy every Sunday because that's that's he's one of the best players on defense. He's a leader. He born. He was born here, raised in this area, grew up a fan. Look, man. You're not stopping me from getting what I need for this team. A, a position that we've been struggling to find. The, do y'all understand that the leading passer in touchdowns for this franchise is Sonny Jurgensen? Do you know when he played? The 70s. Nobody has thrown for over 30 touchdowns since Sonny Jurgensen. Kirk was he had 29. We need we need to find stability at this position. And if and if you want a player, if I have to give a player to get that, have him. Have him. He'll be over there with his best friend Montez. Yeah, go ahead. Have 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 fun over there. Go ahead. 
Love you. Before we wrap things up, we're going to go ahead and let the audience know for anybody who does want to catch and tune into the combine this week, which positions go on what days. So on Thursday, who who's going to be out there on Thursday? On BT? Uh, can't believe you did this on live while I was not on my phone. I had to go to my phone to find the thing because I've been working. I'm a teacher. Oh, so Thursday is the defense alignment and linebackers. Friday is new, so you will have defensive backs and the tight ends. Saturday is, of course, the galore day. You have running backs, quarterbacks, and wide receivers. And Sunday is my day. You have the offensive line. Catch all the combine with NFL Network um, all week long, all positions. Um, there'll be uh, tomorrow's going to be more interviews. I think it's the players' interviews, more coaches are going to talk tomorrow. Um, different players. So just getting in the thick of things. Anything else before we close out? Next week we will be breaking down the combine. We do have somebody coming to break it down with us. And talk get into these offensive linemen and all these other positions. Um, we have something planned for you guys next week. Um, you can follow me at kpal0922 on Twitter. And never forget, it's never the Eagles time. It's never the Giants time. It's definitely never, ever the Cowboys time. But it's always command time. Go ahead. You can follow me. Y'all already know where to follow me. S-C-X-L-E-B-J-X-S-T-I-N. I talk about everything, not just sports. Everything. So, shoot me a follow. Support. I follow back. Um, very, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy week. It's going to be a crazy week. And I'm off the next two days, three days. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be locked in. We'll be locked in. We'll be locked in. Go ahead, DT. Yeah, so you guys can follow me at D. Cleveland Jr. This is my personal Twitter page where most of the time I will be up there. You can talk to me. Also, follow my YouTube at DT Sensei. Just dropped an episode on my personal podcast with former Hampton Pirate and Carolina Panther wide receiver Xavier Scott. Great interview. Guy, we're both from the same uh, hometown. And he is also a diehard Commanders fan. And he tells us what he would do at number two. So I would tell you guys, go ahead and look at that podcast and listen to Coach's thoughts. But with that being said, this is Command Time presented by Fans First Sports Network, DT, Caleb, and Kayla. We'll catch you guys next week as we recap the NFL Combine. Stay safe. Stay safe, y'all. Got me feeling so free, free.